Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the August 14th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jake Hughes, alongside old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. You almost pointed in the wrong direction. I, I saw no you. What you're ta- I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> you know it. You know it. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's been qu- quite the hour. Jake was... Um, <laughs> busy trying to teach me how to download a podcast um which is kind of cool it's kind of cool how uncomplicated i'll say once you actually hear it and see it it's not that hard to do yet people pay people big bucks to do it so it's true and i mean i showed you the very basics because you're doing everything in a very compact manner where now imagine if you got five different recordings from five different people on different audio tracks Try well, yeah. all that, right? So that's where the money comes in with different podcast editing and everything. I could having trouble with your volume. Can you either like bring your mic closer to you? Oh, nothing now. Sorry. Uh oh, we're breaking things. Oh, there we go. Is that better? That's way better. Alrighty, we'll just we'll just have the microphone right here for the the show. My yes. microphone's been doing weird things, so I uh, you get to guys get to see the shininess if you're on Facebook or uh, YouTube. We were not on Facebook, just YouTube today. Just YouTube, and you know what I didn't do? I didn't share this at all because, like I said, we were busy. So I'm going to share the link as you start yakking. I can listen, and but I'm going to be sharing links just in case you're asking me what I'm doing. That's totally fair. Well, why don't we jump into? As I'm going to um, pull up some articles here. Because the Canucks actually made some news on Friday afternoon. They announced that they had signed, uh, I believe it's pronounced Pius Suter, um, to a two-year, $1.6 million per year contract. So not to, um, not to be confused with Sutter. Not Brandon Sutter or Daryl yeah. Sutter, but this he is um, from Zurich. I believe, which is in Switzerland. Oh, okay. I believe he's Swiss. Um, to me, it's a great signing and is showing that despite cap issues that the Canucks are still trying to fix the team. The Patrick Does, it make, you happy? Does it make you happy, Jake? Uh, it makes me interested because I don't know what they're going to be doing. Then if because- it makes you interested, I'm happy. Um, because the biggest op- the biggest issue right now is we have a lot of players, we have a lot of pieces that really operate our our entire team as a defensive team, and with um with Rick Tockett's coaching style and his defensive structure, we could be a very defensive team this year. We could be actually be more boring team to watch than we have been in the last couple years. Oh, is that good but or we- bad though? But if we're winning, and would you rather see a a, a one two one win versus a eight to five loss? True, true enough, right? right? So the biggest concern right now is the cap space because there's we if rumors are to be true and Pearson is coming back and there is no intention, and I use that very loosely of trading Tyler Myers. We well, still think cap. there's no we're not going to do that. I think they are. I think they, I mean, they've always said that they expect Tyler Myers to be there on training camp day one. Of course they're going to say it, right? So, but it's, I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense to me is to, is to move Sutter. There's got to be something in, in their back pocket because they're very 
obviously they're not concerned about salary cap because they just spent another $1.6 million. Yeah. What is probably going to be our third line center, (laughs) but really shores up our our center position. Right. So if they're spending money, you know, they're going to have to. They either have somewhere. Well, they either know that they have something in, 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 uh, in the works because right now they're almost $5 million over the cap. If the season was to start today, we'd, we'd have to shed $5 million. So yeah, they're still planning something. Now, now if you look at Tyler Myers salary cap, it happens to be $6 million. So I'm not saying it's, it's a foregone conclusion because they could also look at uh, moving Garland who they haven't been happy with and another piece, right? There, there's all sorts of things that you, that could happen, especially in the off season here where there's, it's been very quiet. This, I think this is the quiet, quietest it's ever been Canu- or not just Canucks news um, wise, but NHL news wise. It is everywhere. And it, as you know, I have uh, my other hat that I wear with the RP show and there's just nothing to talk about the CFL. I mean, sorry, the NHL. There's yeah, literally nothing going on. It And the, I mean, and listening to experts, a lot of them knew that this was coming. Yeah. I believe they thought it was going to be done by this point, though. Well, it's, because what did they call it? The dog days of summer? Well, yeah. Usually that's all of July. Usually after um, free agent craziness, mm-hmm. the front offices kind of take three weeks to take vacation, reset themselves, and come back. Yeah. But over the last three seasons, they haven't had time to do that because of the COVID shortened season and then condensed season. And then um, this regular season, which still was a condensed off season. Right. This is the first time in almost a, two years that the GMs have had time to go. <gasps> <sighs> so they've taken a month and a half. Don't get me wrong. There's things happening and there's conversations and there's trickles of news and a, there, there's been one big trade, but that's it. That's and I mean, there's there's somebody in on Boston that retired today. Pasternak. He was on the. Of course, Rod had to mention the fact that he was on the. I, I was listening. It made me feel disgusted, but it, you know, I wanted to puke. I, there's a little bit of puke came into my throat now, every time he said it. Now, what that I mean with because Patrice Bergeron also announced his retirement. Yes. Krejci is now gone, or no? Sorry, uh, Pasternak is now gone. The only one left of that core is Marchand. Well, it's definitely a rebuild for them. They, I mean, they blew away expectations this past year with like the most winning record in NHL history. And just like that snap of a finger, literally one off season. And in my opinion, they'll be lucky to make the playoffs this year. You think it's going to be that drastic of a knockoff? You're, you're losing someone who for about five years straight was a top 10 scorer in the league, top 20, top 15 scorer in the league in Patrice Bergeron. True. Also winning like 80, not quite 80, but like 60% of his face-offs quite regularly. Part of their top power play. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces missing from that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right. So, but we've got lots of time because we have a month until the young stars camp. Is it a month? A month tomorrow, I believe. I believe it's the 15th of September. Not that I know these dates off the top of my head, but it's, a month away, 
until it's the we 15th of September. Yeah, that's for the young stars. So that runs that weekend. And then the week after is usually like the rookie invite camp, which is like all the rookies. And then full training camp starts at the beginning of September. I literally, or, or end picked, of September. I literally picked the best time to be away for those three weeks I'll probably miss because it'll be like nerd fest in here. Oh, yeah. You got to bring on a nerd with you. Oh, yeah. because I have a couple ideas of who I want to bring in. Yeah, uh, for the couple episodes, two or three episodes that you might miss, um, I need to see if they're free and able to do it. It's going to be all nerd fest. Well, and that's a big thing is we'll talk. We for those days, we'll be able to talk a bit about the CFL and then dive deep into the speculations and the rumors yes. and what we saw at, at Prospect Camp, where you honestly just don't watch it, so it's not. You'd be like, I don't know, I don't care, right? Um, no, it was, it was like, I was co-host on the RP show today and Rod's asking me about fucking tennis. I'm like, I don't watch tennis, Rod. You know that. I did see, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you are co-hosting tomorrow as well. Sorry. I have a bad dog. What did you just say? I said, I believe you're co-hosting again tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to be co-hosting all week, actually. If people want to tune in 10 till noon on uh, YouTube, or if you happen to get Game Plus television on TELUS 294 in Alberta. Wow, how did I remember that? I just heard him say it so many times. That's fair. You can you can talk somewhat intelligently because um, Felix Auger Aliseme, terrible at pronouncing his name, FAA, the Canadian uh, in tennis, won in three sets. He took it to the final set. Today? Lost the first one today. He lost the first one six to four. Won the second one six to two. Won the third set, the third and final set six to three. So he's on to the round. Okay, people three. who aren't watching, Jake doesn't just pull this crap from his mind. He was no. reading it offline. Hundred percent. However, I did know he made it to the third and final set. I was seeing if he won. Okay. <laughs> I get alerts from TSN on my phone, and because I'm just a sports fan, I keep my I keep track on these. Oh, things. I see. Because you're a sports fan, and I'm not. Because I don't watch every freaking sport there is. No, I'm just a but I'm just a general sports fan. I'll literally if like if there's yeah. an intense curling match on, I'll end up watching it because we're having some sports. curling guy on the show this week. Live. Just some curling guy? Apparently he's important. I don't know. Well, I'm let's sure. before. Huh? I was gonna say before we jump into something that you actually do care about. Yes. Let's talk about Nathan what you Rourke. want to talk about? Let's talk about Nathan Rourke. Holy because, crap. Did you see that? <laughs> well, so if you're watching on YouTube and you watched our little um, preview that I, little uh, intro video that I always put together, and I know you weren't because you were down looking at your phone doing something, the clip did play. Oh, did it? However, oh, cool. I did take it. I did find a clip and play it. However, I want to play it again. For those who didn't watch it, originally it does have audio so the audio broadcast like people listening on the podcast will still be able to listen to it okay uh, we'll get our we'll talk about it after the clip plays play the clip watch it won't work work swarmed stays on his feet somehow will have a chance to get it away and he completes it for a touchdown Olison works free but work did the magician work? So apparently it zoomed the video in 
quite a bit. And next time I try to play a clip, make sure it fits within the borders of the program we're using in Restream. However, how does Rourke make that? Like, I know he's a good quarterback, but to be that calm in his first NFL action, it's phenomenal. Anyone that, that is surprised that Rourke is being talked about and is being is literally the news of the NFL. Literally every talk show, every newspaper had an article about it. Every sports center showed it. it he is the darling of the NFL right now. Anybody that was is surprised by this didn't pay attention to last year. This man is phenomenal. He is not just good. Sorry, Smurf Mafia. He's not just good. He's elite. He's a generational talent. He posted, he's been really active on X, formerly known as Twitter. And he posted that clip. And all I could say on the clip on, on X was, I just hope you get an opportunity. Because that's all the kid's going to need. Well, and I did try to ask, because I know um, Rod Peterson had on his uh, NFL expert to talk about it because it was the talk of the town. And, I mean, it was also the first week pre week of preseason, first full week of preseason. So you know there'd be something there'd be to talk about. No, this was the first full week of preseason. Oh, I thought it was the second. Didn't they play last weekend? Last weekend was just the... Um, NFL Hall of Fame game, which is just one preseason game. So your mother says, kind of like Flutie was. No. <laughs> this guy is Better. Flutie times a thousand. Like, that's how good this man is. He's that good. All he needs is an opportunity, and talent's going to take care of the rest. Will it? The question I have for you, Jake, is will he get an opportunity? I or think is he will. QB3. In Jacksonville, he's QB3. I think there's going to be a team that, like San Francisco, um, like Seattle. I believe, no, Seattle's Geno Smith is, I don't think, I think, and I mean this nice as nice as possible to Seattle and, and coach, because I think coach is a great coach, makes some questionable decisions at points, like running the ball with the best or throwing the ball, even though you have the best uh, running back in the league on the one yard line. Are you still bitter about that? Yeah, I will forever be bitter about that because I watched it with a Pats fan. I watched that final sequence with a Pats fan, but there are a few teams that are in need of a good young quarterback. Do they see what he can do and, if he gets more playing time, when he gets more playing time in next week's or whenever they play again, they're the next preseason game. If he gets another series, do teams start calling and saying, Hey, you want a third rounder for him? We'll make him number two. Well, and that's where I'm thinking Seattle number two, QB two for Seattle. Why not? I think, I think Seattle, I don't know. I I've fallen off of this NFL train as much as I want to stay on top of it. it it's yeah. hard to, there's, it's too much. And this is coming from someone who loves the NHL so much because there's 80 and there's 82 games, but the NFL never stops. The, the NFL news cycle is never ending. But they got Drew Locke as QB two, Who used to be pretty good. He was supposed to be really good. I don't know if he was ever lived up to expectations, but I, yeah. if that's who I think it is. I, I mean, I recognize the name. Sorry, I'm just Googling it as we... But I think... Um, 
there's like the um like the Falcons or the Colts, I believe, don't really have that bona fide star quarterback or even yeah. a young prospect that can fill in. Um, and again, this is me going off of what I've heard, so don't quote me on this. But Nathan Rourke could fill that void for a lot of teams. Oh, and huge. Jacksonville could be sitting there and saying, or does Jacksonville say, "Well, give us a first rounder, we'll give you our QB two. We've got our we've got our QB two in Nathan Rourke." Right? There's so many different options that could come of this that I think Nathan Rourke is a QB two before the end of the season, before the Super Bowl is awarded. Oh, Nathan Rourke will be QB two. With unfortunate luck for that NFL team, he might even get a start. If he gets traded, he could get a, a start or two, especially down the stretch of that of that season. Oh, yeah. Um who does um who does his brother play for? The college, the same college he went to. They yes, that is college. I don't remember. Give me one second. Me neither. Um, but you're right. It's he's could be literally one play away from getting that opportunity. And that's all he needs. Yep. I mean, if you look at it like the the GOAT, the, the greatest of all time at that position, we can agree. We might not like him, but it's Tom Brady. You know how yes. he got his start? What's his face got hurt? He got hurt and he came in. What's his face? Um. Oh, he's a good quarterback too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's known as a great quarterback. Uh, Ohio Bobcats. Yes, that's who his brother plays that's for. Who, that's who Curtis uh, Rourke. Yeah, for. Um, and apparently he's just as good. Like he's not the same level, but he's he's damn good uh, football player. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tom Brady replaced Drew uh, Drew Bledsoe. Everybody and... needs to have an opportunity to make it. Yeah. Flutie. Same thing. You can go, I can go back in the CFL, Kalaris, um, Lule. Remember Jennings? <laughs> like, it, I could go on and on and on naming uh, great quarterbacks. Um, Dunnigan, they all were backups. Yeah. They didn't come into the league being number one, they, they got an opportunity. I keep saying Nathan needs an opportunity. Whatever that is, God forbid somebody should be hurt. I'm not saying that. But given that opportunity, he ain't coming out. Oh. Um, and again, just so just so everyone's clear, the reason I'm making the comparison to Tom Brady, not that I think Rourke is Tom Brady. No. But Tom Brady was drafted. Do you know what round he was drafted in? Way low, if my memory serves me correct. He was pick 199 in 2000. Yeah. In the sixth round. He was the a six round pick, and he's the goat. He's he the came, literal goat. And you know why? Because he has it. And the reason I'm making that comparison is Nathan Rourke had that same mentality. Mike. He doesn't have Twitter. He's not on. He wasn't on X, Twitter, Instagram last year during when the playing no. season. And he doesn't. He has it when he's in the off season. He doesn't when he's in season. He's focused. The the uh, show on Netflix, quarterbacks. Yes, you keep telling me to watch this. Who, which quarterback did they? Patrick Mah Patrick Mahomes. He is a Patrick Mahomes. Like you watch every time I watch Patrick Mahomes, I kept thinking of Nathan Rourke. The only difference is the only difference. Watch him. 
Who? Every time Mahomes throws the ball, his tongue is hanging out the side of his mouth. It's like, hey, that's fine. <laughs> and I, I don't know if anybody else picked up on that. If you watched it, you'll understand what I'm saying. If you're not watching, my tongue was hanging out the side of my mouth. That's what Patrick Mahone does every time he's playing. It's just, they never talked about it. And I kept going, would someone ask him about this question? Because that would be the first thing I'd ask Mahone was, what's with a tongue? Well, it, I mean, it's probably just one of those things that it, it happened once. Well, and it's just one of those things. Everyone's got their little quirks. Like, I always look back at poker. Everyone's got tells from poker that they can control that they can't control. I want to know your your eye tell. I don't. I've never picked up your eye tell. You're the one who told me about my eye tell. What are you talking about? Seriously? Like ten years ago? Oh yes. Okay. Now I remember. Twelve years ago. 12 years ago, you told me about my, my eye tell. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Nathan Rourke with quarterbacks. It's The NFL has so much more transactions than the CFL because there's more oh, teams. Because they've got, uh, like, what, 30 teams? How many teams? Something I like that. 30 or 32. I think 30. Yeah. So, I mean, can he be traded? I think there's a good chance. I think it happens – in the first two weeks of the season. I also think it could be a case of, I, I, it could happen after a, a season ending injury to a quarterback and they don't have that third string. That's good enough for, to be bumped into a second string. Sorry. I'm laughing because I should not have my phone up. While no, I'm put your phone it. away. I know what you're laughing at. You put saw your phone away. You, you saw it. I, I see. I have my phone perched up so I can see all of my alerts come in in case it's something important. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry, folks. We can't tell you what we're talking about. Um, however, what we can tell you is that you can check out hesports.ca. Hesports.ca has all sorts of articles. I actually posted an article earlier today, and I don't know if you've seen it, old man. No, I've been busy. An article uh, because NHL 24 has released their cover athlete as well as announced their... Um, the reveal trailer for the new game, NHL 24. If you don't know this about me, I play a lot of NHL games. I've played every single one since NHL 2008. I am a nerd. I get it. However, there's not a lot of people talking about the game. So what I have been trying to do, working with EA, full disclosure, I am trying to work with EA to get more exposure around the game from a sports coverage perspective rather than the gaming community perspective. Um... So an article went live today talking about the cover athlete who is Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche, one of the top defensemen for the last couple of years. And it's weird that they would put someone like, not that he's not a good player, don't get me wrong, but yep. I wouldn't count him as a marquee player. I, I would. Will you count him as a marquee player? He, he would, yeah, in the okay. especially in the states in Colorado, like. Yeah, he's but, one of the people who make Colorado a must-see team. But is he a NHL marquee player? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and, and, you would know. I, I see. Like, like to see Kale McCarr versus Connor McDavid against each other on the on the ice is great. That that's a marquee matchup. Okay. Sure. Um, it's not, but it's not a forward, so it, I think it's throwing a lot of people off. Um, I had many people tell me today on Facebook groups that it was fake. It was a lie. And I'm like, no, I got this right from EA sports. They sent me out saying, Hey, here's a press release. Run with it, please. Um, are funny. Eh? 
so again tomorrow they are no wednesday they are releasing the reveal trailer um and it's expected with the reveal trailer which i will be watching live on the ea sports channel um they will also reveal kind of their timeline for when they're releasing everything what's the chances of streaming that live onto our facebook zero how about putting a link to if you if you go to the article if you go to hughesports.ca and click on that top article talking about NHL, there's a link that leads right to. I the knew stream. you were going to say that. Way ahead, of you old man. Um, however, after the reveal, whatever they talk about, I'm going to put together kind of a culmination of everything because not sure. everyone is a nerd like me who's going to want to sit through 24, 25 minutes of information. And on at the end of that, we should have a roadmap to when the release date is. Now, I'm not promising anything, but I am, like I said, working with EA to try to get a press copy of the game, whether that's a demo or a, an early release um, of the game or an early version of the game to be able to record some gameplay and upload that. And I will upload that to the Hue Sports channel. Ooh. No guarantees on that, but I am trying to work with them. I'm in constant. And you would upload that onto YouTube? I would upload that onto he the Hue Sports uh, YouTube. Wow. We'd share um, them out of that. Yeah, because... Again, I think the NHL doesn't get enough, like it doesn't get enough promotion in comparison to Madden, FIFA, and the player base is a lot smaller. And I want that player base to be happier, more informed of what's coming out because people complain Very about cool. the game nonstop. So, like just want to interrupt the podcast here for a few seconds and say thank you so much for listening. If you do like what you're listening here, again, please do subscribe, tell a friend write a review if you do want to support us in any way shape or form the sponsors that you're about to listen to do help us keep the show moving forward have yourself a wonderful day and i will see you guys next monday on youtube hey it's kevin the medium here catch me live every tuesday 7 p.m mountain time on youtube or facebook live cavelli channeling check me out Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know that Houston Media is now accepting brand new clients. Whether you're a super large business with many employees or just yourself, you're needing that little extra bit to get yourself over the hump, reach out to Houston Media. We are on Facebook, Houston Media, or reach out to at jstreams. That's me, your host, Jake Hughes. Be able to help you with SEO, content marketing, anything that you need marketing-wise, let me know. And now... Let's get back into the show. Other than that, let's jump into... Let's week... jump into what really counts. We're a half hour into our show and we haven't even started the CFL. Week 10 of the CFL. Now, I want to preface this before we jump into the week 10. I forgot to do the power rankings. So, we will go through week 11... Sir, where's your article for today uh, covering all the games? It is done. I just got to put in the last game. Oh, well, so you're not done it's either. It's done. Don't tell me. Don't, um, don't you try to so freaking deflect, young fella. Tomorrow, we will post the old man's reviews as well as the power rankings on hesports.ca as well. So we're not going to do the power rankings at the end of the episode, but we'll go through week 11. We're not going to do the power rankings at all? No, because I, I have to break down the stats and I haven't okay. been able to do that. So let's jump into the first game, the Thursday night game. And this game was a lot of fun. Blacker. This game was a lot of fun because all of a sudden I looked down at my phone. I don't remember where what I was. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was out um, at a on bar. A, on a date. 
and I look up at the screen and I see that Edmonton is winning 14 to nothing. And I pause for a second to make sure it's not some sort of glitch on the TV. <laughs> and the, the lady I'm with like stops. We decided we we're going to go sit out on the patio for two reasons. One, it's a lot quieter. There's a lot of people at the bar. And two, if I, the game was on and I was in the vicinity of a TV, I'd be watching it. And I wanted to actually discuss things with this lady. So um, every now and again, I kind of pop my head in just to check the score because that's crazy. And somehow... So like a true sports fan, I actually watched this show with my lady. And actually, no, she went out. I watched it by myself. Oh, we lost Jake. When, when um, Edmonton went up... 22 nothing they went up 20 sorry they went up 22 nothing i didn't realize they were, they were leading 22 nothing at one point i said to myself if they can get out of this half without allowing winnipeg to score a point they've got this game if winnipeg can come back and get a touchdown or or a field goal edmonton is going to find a way to lose this game Sure enough, the halftime score was 22 to 10. <laughs> they only got a touchdown. They got a field goal. Into half we go, and I was like, that's it. Edmonton's going to figure a way to lose this game because that's what the Elks have done all season. They have found new ways to lose games. Sure enough, second half comes along, and guess what? They blow it. They scored one touchdown to go to 29. <laughs> Now, and I want to say this, uh, you have to give respect to Winnipeg where it's due because they lost Kolaros. Col- um, if Kolaros stays in the game, Edmonton probably wins. He was playing horribly. You, really? Okay. I did, and I, because again, oh. I was watching just kind of the scores. When he got hurt, the play he got hurt on and got knocked out of the game, it was one of those, what are you doing? He was literally should have just been knocked down for a sack but he tried to play the hero and he was literally laid out in midair and tossed the ball to an Edmonton defensive player who ran it in for a touchdown. And then he got hit. (laughs) And now you are a sports fan. Was that a late hit? Should that have, was that a hit to the head and should that have been penalized? So it was, there was no flag thrown. They reviewed it and then, and still claimed it was a clean hit. The problem was, and correct me, Mr. Official, Yep. When they are reviewing it, they they have to say what they're reviewing. Yes, however. So they're... if it was reviewed as a late hit, can they look at a hit to the head? Yes. Because, because it... if that's the case. So the, the reason I say yes, and I'm very, I'm like 85% sure on this, because that's a player safety call. If they said we're looking for a hit to the head, and there was pass interference on the play. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be like, well, there. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. Now, if there was a you face mask the guy and drag him down by his face mask, and you were reviewing a hit to the head or a, or a late that's hit, player safety. That's player safety. They're gonna they're they're gonna call that. So, and that's again. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. That's my. I believe what they would be looking for. That they they went to the review. The review didn't overturn the play on the field or the call on the field. No late hit, no hit to the head. Late hit, I question. If you look at, there's a bunch of pictures on on um, Facebook 
uh, especially on CFL Chatter. They love when I shout shout out to CFL Chatter on Facebook, by the way. Um, so there's a lot of pitchers, and he looks like he's four yards away. It's a still pitcher. As the ball's coming out of his out of the hand, it looks like yes. he's four yards away. Thing is, that's that's how fast it well, was. Well, and the big thing is, is when you're again, people got to remember when you're watching things that slow motion, it's slow motion. Yeah, speed that up, and you have to watch it at full speed because that's where you can determine intent. You can't determine intent at slow motion because if I throw a punch and it looks like it's coming in slow motion and you don't move, whose fault is that? Is it yours or mine? Mine because I'm throwing a punch. Now the the thing where I have an issue is we go to the BC Calgary game. BC, it's the exact same hit on a receiver. Calgary comes in identical. Like if you played the two side by side, it's going to look identical. Okay. Hit to the head. Calgary gets called on it. Was there was was they there a review? It and they didn't know they didn't overturn the call. It was a late hit against the Stamps. So either it's a late hit or it's not a late hit. You yeah. can't have it both ways. And I want you to go back, and I'm going to try. I'll try to find both clips for you, Jake. Yeah, I'll, if you could find me both clips, because I would I love to send them to you. To... Because I, I mean, I was wearing. we I was at a uh, Stamps watch party at Sharks Club. I was wearing my Lions jersey, and I was still like, that was freaking bull poo poo. Claris's hit doesn't get called, and this one does. Well, if you can find me both clips, I can send them to people who yes, exactly. ref in the CFL or have or know people who ref in the CFL exactly. And I can find it out the reasoning. Weird. For the t- it was one of those. It, you can't have one without the other. Well, and it could be one of those where the only thing I can think of on that is. Watching the review, it's impossible to determine with, or like doing the review, it's impossible to determine how quickly that action happened to a degree, right? You're watching it on camera. After you watch it five times, well, clearly that's a, that's a late hit. Now, is that technically enough information to overturn it? You know what the problem is? There's no ex- description of this, that the CFL, the, the CFL uh, FOA, the, 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 uh, the, the, the PA, the officials association, Jesus Christ, that was hard to say, should be putting things out in a memo, just like the player of department safety does on every single, on every single questionable review. Put it out. You know how many yes. less questions you would have? Do like they did on the, was it USFL or XFL you were telling me, the where XFL. they had a camera in the review booth. I Googled who was reviewing calls for the CFL. From what I read, now it could totally be. I want you to Google this. Jake Ireland. What is Jake Ireland doing? And at 72 years old, he's still the review official for the CFL. Which, if that's the case, (laughs) everything's explained. I, I don't believe that is what is Jake Ireland doing now? Oh, you can't do you can't do that. That's gonna. What do you mean? 
I can find this out for you, but it's there's no way it's Jake Ireland at 79 years old. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's just not. He says. I'm telling you, he's When's still doing it. From? When's huh? the article from? I'm just looking. It's a, it's Wikipedia. Really? Because I'm looking at Wikipedia and it has it says absolutely diddly squat about Jake Ireland. Don't go to Jake Ireland's face or Wikipedia. Because once he retires, no one cares about him. I want to find out. Then find out who is in charge of I CFL reviews. I cannot. Literally, I'm going to send them a strongly worded email, Jake. Yeah, so I will never tell you who it is, but I can tell you almost with a certainty it is not Mr. Ireland. Good. Because I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't prove myself that it was wrong, and I was really getting frustrated. Anyway, we went way off the freaking track there for 40 minutes. Of course, Winnipeg comes back and wins the game 38-29. to Um Edmonton's now 22 straight losses at home. And the big question is, will the Oilers win at what stadium is do they play at? Common, Commonwealth. Will the Oilers win in Commonwealth before the, yeah, the Elks? No, because the Elks. in late October, the in late October, the Oilers are doing their their classic thing. Outdoor classic game. Heritage classic. So they could win a game at home at Commonwealth before the Elks do, which is really funny. I know I shouldn't be laughing, but at this point, there's nothing else to do. So now the question becomes, obviously, I can't see Chris Jones coaching this team next year. I could. Who, who takes over? We have to wait and see where the dice fall because I don't see uh, neither Dickinson sticking around. Does um, a Saskatchewan. Um, Does it Devon Clairebrook? I think your your most likely solution is, I mean, if one of the Dickinsons is fired, they will be number one for the job in Edmonton. Okay. Could it be in a, my opinion. could it be a just a coach's carousel? Next um, season, I think in next I think season? I especially if especially if an Edmund, or a East team crosses over into the West, meaning Calgary, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan don't make the playoffs. That would I think be all crazy, three, Jake. All three of them are losing their head coaches because that that's be unacceptable. Crazy. It's possible because. As I as I want to talk about in the in the next game here, and I'm going to bring it up, Saskatchewan goes into Montreal and gets trounced, forty-one to twelve. With their with Montreal's backup quarterback in, Caleb Evans played this game. Cody Fajardo was a last-minute scratch uh, with an upper body injury, most likely his shoulder, apparently, but he wanted to play. Um, our friend Rod actually texted him and was texting back and forth. And he wanted to play. The coach wouldn't let him. I think this was... 
known well beforehand the way um the what was the guy's name caleb evans caleb is that right it's coming came right to me so i'm gonna run with it i'm I'm gonna run with caleb evans it is caleb evans correct um (laughs) the way caleb the way caleb evans played in the the slight changes to the playbook i believe he was getting first rep practices in right so it It very well could have been it might have been one of those hey like rest up we'll see how you feel on on the weekend and then the day before they're like no you're not playing to fajardo but it felt like evans was very well prepared to play now you have a saskatchewan team and you have an edmonton team what a lot of people who don't follow the cfl closely especially people down in the states but a lot of people in canada as well don't realize is those two teams are community-owned teams. Yes. So there's a board of directors making decisions. There isn't one person. Yes, Victor Chu is the president. President. But he has a board of directors. If he keeps screwing up like he has, and I mean, not really what he has, but because he he honestly inherited a lot of this mess. Oh, definitely. But you look at. Omar Doman, he just makes decisions because he owns the damn team. Yeah, very right. So now the question is, who has blood on their hands? Especially in Ryderville, they don't take this stuff lightly. And that's why I don't think there's a chance. Even if, like, even if the season was to end right now and the Rough Riders squeak into the playoffs to play either the Lions or the Blue Bombers at home. And lose. And lose. Dickinson will not Craig Dickinson will not be back next year. Hell, even if they win that first game and they lose the second game, he might not be around next year. Oh, if they make the Western final, he's secured. I job. don't think so. Oh, I don't yeah, think so. I think people are It's Ryderville. He'll the he'll you, question is, say, will the people above him secure their jobs? and that's I mean that's always a question that's it's gonna be interesting to see, especially with the community owned teams. Well who get, and it's a, who gets fired first. Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the Riders have a chance of playing in the playoffs. The Elks don't. The, the, uh, the last oh. day of the season, the Elks should be cleaning house. They have to. But again, with the football operations cap, they can't clean. I mean, these, these salaries are guaranteed. Lots of the coaches not... have guaranteed salaries. You fire I... a Chris Jones, he's making the whatever X amount of dollars. But that's the way it is with every league. The fact that there's a salary... If you fire an NHL coach, that money is guaranteed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But they don't have a salary cap for hockey operations. The fact that there's a football operations cap is absurd. So you're saying... You're saying Amar Dolman, because he loves the game and he wants to bring in the best of the best, and he finds Bill Belichick, and he's willing to leave the NFL to come to the CFL, that the, that the, uh, the office of the CFL that Randy Ambrosi runs. So it's on Randy Ambrosi's face on his plate. Won't allow that to happen. It's asinine. he's allowing, he's allowing, and I'm saying this very clearly. Randy Ambrosi is allowing the Elks to go. Oh, and nine with zero um, recourse. There's he no option care. for the Elks. He, he has a legacy idea. He wants his legacy to be expansion to 
the Atlantic. That's all he cares about. He could care effing less about anything else in the league right now, which is such an asinine statement to make, but it is the absolute God honest truth. And we, you have to look at the facts. That's like, you can come up with tons of arguments for him. There are no arguments that he is focused solely on one thing and one thing only. I have a lot of bad things to say about Gary Bettman. I, no. I think I think he needs to leave the league. I think he's had his time. Yes. However, when he picked up when he when he took the mantle in '93, the year I was born, to put that clear, the guys had the job for 30 plus years now. Um, the league was in an okay position. When Bettman leaves, whenever he leaves. The league will the impact that Gary Bettman had on the league will be looked at as one of the best commissioners of sports. Period. I you and you nailed it. We can hate him. We can boo him like we do. He is the perfect villain. He plays that heel card. He wants to. If we go back to loving wrestling, he is the ultimate heel. And you know what? He doesn't care because he's there to make the owners money. Not just that. Not just that. Like, let's look at it in in the way the NHL is structured. The owners are the boss of Gary Bettman. There's a board of governors yes. that technically tell Bettman what to do. Of course, Bettman's been in the league. Bettman's been in the league so long that he is now dictating what the board of governors can and cannot do. Well, because he's outlasted pretty much everybody in there. Not just that, but he's saying, "Oh, you want to go against me? Okay, cool. Well." I've got this guy, this guy, this guy who say, no matter what, Gary, we're voting with you because look at the money you've put in our in our pockets. He ESPN knows business. Deal. He's a sports guy. He I came mean, in from the NBA. He's not a hockey guy. He's a sports guy. He's a sports, and a sports money business guy. guy. And that's a, important to know. He's a sports business guy. Randy Ambrosi was a subpar fucking player. He yeah. wasn't that good. He wasn't a marquee player in any freaking team he played for. I, to be honest, and I he's don't. He's a horrible commissioner. He's been the worst should... commissioner in my lifetime. So yeah, I'm now look at me. I'm my face is red. You've got me freaking angry. Way to go, Jake. And we don't need a former player to be a commissioner. This isn't the we... Edmonton. This isn't the Edmonton Oilers front office. We don't need an alumni in the head office somewhere. We need a businessman that understands how to make and market the best if, team in the world or the best you know what, league in the world. You know what I wish? And and I say this very, I'm glad Omar Dolman uh, was able to buy the the BC Lions from, was it Braley that he bought it from or Ackles? I think so. Braley. Yeah, pretty sure. Braley. Um, he bought, the, bought, it for, bought it from them, the owners previous. However, if... Omar Doman came in after a purchase had been made to the BC Lions. And he came in and said, I want to take the CFL to the next level. And I want to be the commissioner. That's what we need. We need someone who has built businesses, has a passion for the league, but is a businessman. You know why Omar Doman is filling the dome? It's not because he it's out of the goodness of his heart. And he's, it's because he's making fans. Yes. He wants to make money. You know what he's do- why he's giving away tickets to all the junior leagues? Because as those kids get over- older, when they're, they're what, 11, 12, 13 now, cool, when they're 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and they have money to spend, guess what their first thought is for a good night out on a weekend? It's not going to the Canucks game because the Canucks have sucked for their entire lifetime. It's, hey, 
the lines is always a party. Five dollar beer? Where are we getting that nowadays? Yes. And you can go. He's made it so the games start early. So they can go to a lines gate, have a good time, drink some beers, have a cheap burger, and what are you telling me? Do this? And <laughs> I'm like, what are you telling me, dude? And then they can go out and have a good time at a bar downtown Vancouver. Everybody Honestly. wins. Honestly, the businesses love him. Like the bars around it is, and talking, like listening to Sick Harrison Price, they, these are their sponsors as well. So they go in there and they talk about things. These five, four o'clock start specific time for the Lions have seen such huge increases because you get those young crowd who go, well, yeah, I'll spend $40 to go to a Lions game, get shit face yes. drunk for $5, then go to a bar to try to pick up some chicks and then spend $150 at the bar. That's what they're doing. We all know that. It's a bunch of drunk guys who are like, I'm drunk, let's go pick up a woman. And you know what bugs me is every CFL group you go on, and of course, I'm just talking Facebook because that's where I live, is in Facebook land. Talking about how bad the attendance is. The attendance is horrible. We're horrible. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what, folks? BC's attendance uh, year to year, date to date, is up 16%. I'm telling you, if you're a business owner and you can say we've increased our revenue by 16% year over year, you're doing pretty damn good, folks. You haven't increased in anything year over year. TSN's ratings are up. The only place that the real problem is, is Alberta. And even then, you're seeing an you're even seeing an increase of fans of purchase tickets in Edmonton. The season ticket holder base has dropped in both cities drastically since the pandemic. Why? Yeah, we can go. We could talk for another hour on the mentality of the average Albertan, but um... I don't. No, 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 no. I don't even think it's the mentality of the the Albertans. I I believe that there's no marketing done for the team. Oh. There's no money put into them. There's zero. There, there's no. There's nothing done for the average CFL fan. You're a season ticket holder. What do you get to be for being a season ticket holder? We get some percentage off food and yeah. You know what? You know what? We... Every single BC Lion ticket holder got for going to the game this weekend free entry to the PE. This Friday, Calgary Stampeders are celebrating the 1998 Grey Cup champions. They're bringing all kinds of alumni in to celebrate the Grey Cup 1998 Grey Cup champions. We have a sports show being broadcast in Calgary that's literally in three million homes across Canada. When we, we when that sports show called the Stamps office to say, "Hey." What's the chances of you guys sending a player out for so we could talk? Yeah, no, the schedule won't allow that. The schedule won't allow that. I remember back in the day, <laughs> I'm going to show my age, back in the 70s, we had players coming to the schools. We had pl- Every time I turned on the radio back in those days, there was a player being interviewed. 
Jake, when's the last time you've seen any CH CFL player current being interviewed besides the Rod Peterson show? Um, it's the Harrison Price. Right? But to to be fair, two independent right um shows Thank that you. put a focus on the, the CFL and it's Harrison Prices on BC Lines because they're a Vancouver-based podcast. It's asinine. It's asinine the lack of marketing. And I'm sorry, you can blame the CFL, the, the, the head guys, the, the head office. But this comes down to a team by team as well. They, Jake, I was at this watch party. I'm not going to name players who were at the watch party. There was two players there. They didn't get off their ass. They sat on their butt and did shots of tequila all night long. Woo-hoo. Woo-freaking-hoo. Not once did they get up and shake hands, take pictures. Where's the PR guy? Come on. And the thing is, is you say that and people are like, oh, it costs a lot of money for a PR guy. No, it doesn't. Literally pay me $60,000 a year and I will literally run your, your PR, get you in front of more people, and then put me in a booth so Dave Dickinson doesn't throw a challenge flag on pointless things. Because the guy I think is literally one for eight this year as I'm challenging yeah. very questionable things. Now we're we're so far off track. But how do you how do you how do you not you have the Rod Peterson show? You work as they say as the sales coordinator for or a sales coordinator for the Rod Peterson show, right? Yep. You go out every day and you talk to advertisers, potential segments, whatever it is that you talk about, and you're trying to get advertisers in front of people. Why don't the CFL have people calling you and saying, hey, um, we have a really big game. Hey, hey uh, Kevin, I know it's last minute, but we're doing, um, we're doing a 1998 Grey Cup thing, and um, we really want to have... Um, alumni X come on the show for 15 minutes to talk about things. Um, we'll, we'll sponsor this uh, segment. We'll give you guys two tickets to give away to the game for that segment. You know how easy that was? And you know how much it cost the, the, the team that, for that? It cost them $0 because it, because they call up an alumni and say, Hey, you want to go be on TV and talk about the game? You're going to be in town anyways. The game's on Friday, so it's you in the morning. Have to go anywhere. Just all you have to do is grab your phone, and um, we can do it by through your phone. We can be a video guest. We don't care. But even okay, yeah. Hey, you're. We know you're flying in on Thursday, uh, Friday morning. We have a podcast we want you to, or a radio show we want you to jump on. All you have to do, we'll get the transportation in place. It's not only we'll, just a radio show, though. It's a nationally broadcast TV show. I'm literally, I'm not, I'm, I'm using Rod Peterson as an example, but how, how easy was that? Because you know who loved to talk about the CFL and their glory days? Alumni. You know who likes to hear about the alumni's glory days? The fans. And you know what I said? I said, we need to go above the team and go right directly to the alumni. And I bet they would give us 15, 20 minutes of their time. Yeah. I'm not allowed to get into what I want to get into with the sponsorships and that. Yeah. But let me tell you how disheartened this fan has become now that I've pulled the curtain back. Yeah. It hurts my heart. There's days I'm almost, I'm talking to Rod almost in tears because people don't understand. I don't love the CFL. I'm passionate about the CFL. It is what 
I live for. When there's a game on TV, I'm watching it. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I love the CFL. And when I have an opportunity to help the CFL grow, and they put roadblock in front of roadblock in front. I can't say anymore. And it's not just, and it's not just the, um, the, the CFL COVID put up a lot of roadblocks for media and they have not removed those roadblocks. And that I'm, I'm not just saying just like the NHL, the WHL, the AHL, they've all put up more roadblocks and it's better for the players. But the Calgary flames are still filling the dome. Edmonton yeah. is still filling their arena. The Canucks, for as bad as they've been, is still doing pretty good on the attendance. They're not selling out, but they're still making money I, off their attendance. I'm glad, I'm glad you changed that because if you said sold out, I would have been like, they haven't had a sellout in years, but. <laughs> COVID's. A... COVID, COVID put up a lot of damage. everybody. Yes. It affected the CFL more because the CFL the... decided not to have a season. The only professional sports organization in North America to not have a season. Think about that for a second. MLS. You know what they did? They have a. They had uh, teams across the country, and during the the COVID part of this t- season, the, the 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 worst part during 2020. They all went down to Orlando and they played you. They stayed in their rooms. They, they did this. They all played games. You, there were times where they played two games in three days, which the players were actually more receptive to than they thought because they got out and got, were able to do things. They could you know have done the bubble BC place. There's hotel basically connected to it called park hotel. They've could or even the Sandman across the street. They could have set up a bubble put every player in the and hotel played a shortened season do a yeah. 15 game season instead of an 18 game do a, a no. 10 game season or do a round robin and a playoffs literally say Whatever you play it is. every team you play every team to to get your ranking we then do a double elimination you get a home game and an away game and then we get into the finals where it's one and done and it's all done at one stadium. Call it BC Place. I'm just using BC Place because I know it. Yeah. It could have been IG Field. It could have been anywhere where they could. They did shit, it, it could have been for this NHL. Shit, they could have done it for, in Commonwealth. It's a big enough stadium that you could have had teams literally like the next teams up watching the games to have the, the stadium feel full. Shit, we're huge. We're huge wrestling fans. AEW, what they did, brand new company. It was their first year in operation. You know what they did? They had all their extra talents who had passed their COVID tests stand around and act as a crowd and react as if there was a crowd. The WWE, you know what they did? They took a, a, a building they already had and I they put it. screens up and said, hey, you want to you want to um, watch or you want to see yourself on TV? You can go here during Raw and you can get you can use your web camera to be on the screen. It, and it was like through Zoom, wasn't it? Literally, it was a Zoom link. You joined Zoom. And they, you had to go through a quick interview, being like, "Did you have to you pay a piece for of it?" Shit? No, it was no. free. You now, to be fair, you didn't get to watch the wrestling through your web camera and that that service. No, but they you could have you. had wrestling on. Yeah, it's but, live. And what they all they had 
what they had was a chair now, boo, sort of thing pop up on your screen. There, there was many different ways. Again, MLS all went down to freaking uh, Orlando. They had like, I think they have 19 teams across the country with international players. They made it work. The, the NHL scrapped all of their divisions and created divisions to make it work so there was no cross-border travel in an international league. Toronto Raptors, because they're the only international team, moved cities for two years. <laughs> it's it's baffling to me that we didn't. And now we're at eight o'clock and we're not even halfway it's through. Are you? It's fine. It's to me, it's just one of those. I love the CFL so much. It pisses me off that the people who are running it have no clue. And I, I don't understand how the people running it are allowed to continue running it when they have no clue. And you and I sitting here, just solved the season that wasn't. And again, I, I mean, I make jokes, pay me $60,000 here. Seriously. If anyone from the Calgary organization is listening to this at any point and you're like, you, you know what? You are right. We need to have someone who's a PR marketing person. Call and don't me. worry. He won't tell Dave Dickinson not to throw a flag. If you pay me to, I will. That's not he needs job. to have, he needs to have someone in his job. ear. He needs to have someone in his ear being like, Dave, Dave, calm down. I'm sure he does. He just doesn't listen. It's sort of like you. That's fair. (laughs) But each team needs to have this. Each team needs to have a bigger social media presence and a community uh, presence. Again, I ref football. This past Sunday, there was a Colts game. Uh, Calgary Colts of the Prairie Junior Football League. Probably about 150 players are uh, people in attendance which is shocking a lot more people than i thought now imagine how cool it would have been if they had a if they ralph the dog showed up ralph, a, was, ralph was at my watch party we got into a fight him and i i i did see pictures of that um but i like you know what i mean it's so easy to say hey injured player one who is taking shots at the watch party go out there and take some pictures with some fans put your jersey on so people know who you are because we don't know who you are. You're a CFL player. And but you don't sit and do shots of tequila. At a, at a team. I'm assuming, and I'm assuming this was a team event. So you should not be drinking. This is a job. Don't be going out and getting drunk at work. Jake, uh, I. Okay. We're going to, we're going to change gears here. Cause we're going to get ourselves in trouble. And we've, well, we've also gone way over time. Yes. And we haven't even talked about the game. That where you got into a fight with Ralph the dog. Ralph the Calgary, dog. Ralphie. Calgary goes into BC and VA is back. And the defense decided to show up. And what, what did Rod say? They motorboated Calgary. It's the honest truth. They did. Like they, they, they showed up. They walked in and said, this is our game. This is our field. Screw you and the horses you rode in on. Over and 300 took the yards offense. It was, they didn't, Calgary didn't score a touchdown. Those nine points are three field goals. Calgary's and, not a good team. So I was listening, I was listening to, to the um, Scarce and Price show on the way home today. Uh, the BC Lions defense, which we've all talked about being one of the best defenses. The best uh, defense in, in the league this year. Um, it's actually on a historic pace. Yes. Um, they've only allowed 130 odd points. And 50 of those, 
50 of those was one game. Half. Now imagine, now imagine if Winnipeg, they normally score and we see 38 points. They scored anywhere between 20, 20 to 30 points because that's what they do. Yep. Now imagine if that 50 point game was actually a 20 point game and you're at 70 or a hundred points at the week 10 point of the season. That's 10 points a game. It's insane. It's unheard of. It's they're again, they're on track for to set records for the least amount of yards, the least amount of uh, points. When you shut a team out twice in one season, that's telling you something. I, yes, it was Edmonton and Edmonton sucks. You know yeah, what? You Winnipeg know what? Edmonton scored uh, 28 points, 29 points against Winnipeg. So don't tell me it was oh it was Edmonton. Oh, and the, and the game sucks. and the game before that, they the Bombers let uh, Edmonton score fourteen, exactly. and the game before that, the Tie Cats allowed Edmonton to score twenty nine. So it's not like the game before that, the Elks should have won. And how many games? Not only have we shut a team out twice, how many times has BC not allowed a touchdown? They did it against Winnipeg, and they've done it against Calgary. I want to say insane. three times, huh? I want to say three times. At least three out of the 10 games we've played. Yeah, because we've shut the Elks. The, we, no, we've done it four times. We've shut the Elks out twice. And the then Winnipeg. And Calgary. Calgary, four, four times. Four out of six games that we haven't allowed a touchdown. No, we played more than six games. Four out of 10. Yeah. You said six. Oh, sorry. I was doing four and six. Just with, I don't want the Smurf Mafia coming unglued on us because we were wrong. I wish you had your power rankings done, but that's okay. No, we've only paid, played nine games. We've had a buy. Nine what games, we had a buy. So, so yeah. 50% of our games, we have not allowed a team to score a touchdown. Exactly. It's insane. But we shouldn't have our we, – we're too high on the power rankings. Yeah. Mm. Did you just chop? I did just chop. Nice. Now, final game the, of the week. What ended up being the game of the week, believe it or not. And I was at a football uh, game for most of this game, so I did not see it. We didn't Ottawa... watch the first half because we watched literally the scariest reality ghost story I've ever watched in my life. Don't you roll your eyes at me. It normally, was terrifying. Normally, normally, I would love this conversation, but we've already... <laughs> We're only six like minutes 10... over. Yeah, but by the time we get through this game and then predictions for next game, it's going to be like 9 o'clock. So this game had like 400 league, uh, lead changes. It was insane. It was, Rod uh, summed it up really well on the RP show today. It was a heavyweight title fight, and they stood in the middle of the ring and just threw haymakers, and that's exactly what happened. I never questioned the fact whether Toronto was going to win this one because Chad Kelly, when he's throwing haymakers, ain't nobody nobody better. They're a Mike Tyson haymaker. You're, well, they're all three, Mike Tyson, Joe Fraser, and Muhammad Ali, all put in together. That's the Chad Kelly because he's amazing. He'll bite your freaking ear off if he needs to to win. And then, he'll, and then, he'll, spit some, and then he'll spit some rhymes on the mic like uh, Ali did. Yeah, sting like a butterfly, float like a bee. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> float like a butterfly sting like a bee that's it that's it <laughs> that's it so it, it, i only watched the second half of this game i had the score up um on my phone watch as we were watching the really scary show and um 
it was good. It was a good second half. Uh, it was fun to watch. I was going to say, just looking at the score and looking at the, the highlights that I did see, it just seemed like a fun game to watch. It was. It was a classic CFL. Toss the ball as far as you can every other play. It was amazing. And the Argonauts keep going. Seven and, seven and one, the best in the league. How Anybody many games? doesn't have them number one. They're not. In their power real. rankings should be kicked in the. Now, how many games will they lose all year? We've talked about the Edmonton Alex. How many games could they win? Do you think the Argonauts lose another game? Regular yeah. season playoffs is another question. So yeah, just regular season. There's a you play 18 games. I think yeah. they go 15 and three. So they because they play they play Winnipeg twice. I'm looking at their schedule. There's don't they Do play, they play Winnipeg, Winnipeg twice? I believe they play Winnipeg twice. No, so play, I'm giving one of each. Winnipeg, they only play Winnipeg once. Jeez. Really? I'm, I'm going to double check this, but they, they're off. I'm, I'm going to go through the schedule. They're off next week. They play the Stampeders. They play the Thai Cats. They play the Alouettes. They play the Alouettes. They play the Thai Cats. They play the Blue Bombers. They play the Elks, they play the Red Blacks, they play the Riders, they play the Red Blacks. Wow, they have a pretty easy schedule, don't they? Son of a gun, so eh? So do we. So, so maybe... Except, um, for, except for October 6th, so do we. October 6th will decide... Home field advantage for the West Final game. End of story. End of story. I still plan on going on um, down in October to watch the Calgary game um, just because it works out with my schedule and I can. Um, and I think that one will decide who makes the playoffs. Does an East, can, will the BC Lions make it so an Eastern team crosses over? It'll be interesting be cool. to see. It yeah. would be cool. It'd be cool to see, but I mean, I'd much rather have Calgary in the playoffs or Saskatchewan in the playoffs than oh, another East team. We but, won't have to worry about it because I'm I'm convincing myself. I'm putting into the universe. BC's going to beat Winnipeg in BC. It's going to be the biggest crowd of the season because Doman's going to build it up. Do they and... if if they have the West final game? Do they? I mean, first off, they throw a party for the. Uh, West semi, so you can watch it at the at the um, at the dome. Yep, big screen on uh, with people in the stands. I think would yep. be a genius idea. Charge people five dollars or whatever, or make it free. Who cares? Donation um, to the food bank. Yep. Do they bring in a halftime show? A, a an yeah. like a like a what they do for their home openers? I don't think they need to. For the for a Western if, final last year, the Western final, though the Western semifinal against Calgary, they didn't need to bring in anything, and they damn near had forty five thousand people, if my memory serves me correct. Now, if it's my big con- concern, if I'm if I'm Amar Doman and, and the Lions, we have uh, we have we have uh, the Red Blocks crossing over. And they yeah. beat, and they somehow beat Winnipeg in a crossover game. Is the big matchup for the Red Blacks versus the Lions? Is that a big enough draw? No. 
So do you go out? And I'm not saying a big name. I'm not saying a, a One Republic. A, a, but do you bring in a... Hello, Cool J. <laughs> yeah, but do you bring in like a... I mean, my thing is always Brian Adams because he's a, a Vancouver boy. Yeah. No, no, I know what you're saying. Bring in a style. local artist yeah. for a pregame show, right? Yeah, why not? <clears throat> my biggest worry, the Lions finish first in the West. Yep. They play Stamps on October 20th. Oops. And then they have a bye week, the final week of the season. So they literally play the Stamps on the um, the first game of, the, of that, so the Friday night. So they're off from the October 20th, and they don't play again until November 11th. That's a long time to be off. Do they finish second? No, no, I was looking. I was going to say, do they not have it? Would they make the games on Friday rather than Saturday as it's November 11th? But no, they have the games at 11. On the 11th, which is weird to me, but that is what it is. They have the game what? November 11th, Remembrance Day. Yeah. They have a game starting at 11. No, 1 and 4.30. Oh, I'm not looking at it Eastern. I'm My brain is doing the math for Eastern time, thinking that that 1 is the Eastern time. 1 is our like, time. 1 is our time. Okay, never yeah. mind. Never mind. I take back my comments. So... I mean, that could be scary for me. I mean, I, how, lo- how long of a layoff is that? How many weeks? Two. Almost three weeks? I, I'm okay with that. Really? Look at, look at VA after two weeks off. True. But you're looking, I mean, that's one week, two weeks, over three weeks, three weeks in one day. Cool. 23 they, days. You know how long of a season this has been because they don't get their two buys, basically? Yeah. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like they get their buy, but they now they get their buy for yeah. going into the playoffs. Yes. I'm okay with it. Um now let's look ahead at week eleven because yes, this now that we've that, gone way over time. Way, way over time. Um let's look at the Edmonton, Elks versus the Tie Cats. Elks versus the Tie Cats in Hamilton. And this is where I think we are going to see. The first win of the Edmonton Elks. Now they're not going to break the streak because it's not at home. It's not at home. I think they beat the Tie Cats this week. I'm picking them on my pick'em. I already put in my picks on pick'em, and I picked them. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And surprisingly, it's almost a 50-50 split for the pick'ems this week. Oh yeah, the Elks it's and Tie. It's definitely a toin cost. Uh, both teams a are what? struggling. A toin cost. <laughs> I said it twice the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's, uh, been yes. A, it's been an hour and 15, well, almost two hours and 15 minutes of complete talk. Ah, uh, yes, a toying, a toying toss. A toying toss. Um, but, yeah, I'm picking the Elks to actually win their first game. I I agree. You're now, writing that down. You wrote the the, the time down. No, so I have, you can go I have back an idea. Don't worry, about, don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are walking into Calgary, so I assume you're going to this game on Friday. We, yes, that's the... Um, Celebration of 1998 Grey Cup celebration. And the last time these two teams met, Calgary got destroyed, if I'm not mistaken. Like, absolutely demolished. And uh, guess oh, what? 24 to 11. It wasn't demolished, but they got beat. They're going to get beat again. I think we're going to see 
the best version of the Calgary Stampeders possible. No. So hear me out. They had a very surprising win against the Argonauts. A very surprising, but they looked good. Did they look great? No, they looked good. They looked like an actual CFL team for the first time all season. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying it's going to be a more competitive game than it should be. Bombers by minimum 14 points. 10 points. It's going to be a seven-point game, and it's going to be like 48 to 41. That would be fun. I would like that. 49 to 42, because I just did the math quickly in my head. Those yes, are that would be fun. I would like that. Because Calgary has something to prove, and Winnipeg <laughs> just outscores people. <laughs> Winnipeg, that's all they do. Like No matter what, how good they are, how bad they are, they just outscore people. Um, then on Saturday, we go Red Blacks and Alouettes in Ottawa. Um, I don't really know who how to... Cody, Cody plays... If Cody if plays, Cody pl- if Cody plays, I'm taking the um, I'm taking the Alouettes no matter what. I think the Alouettes, even with Caleb Evans, they're going to win. I yeah, I'd like to see if it's not Cody Evans or not Cody Fajardo, and it is uh, Evans. It'll be very interesting to see the point spread for betting, but I still think the Alouettes are going to win. Um, but yeah, then the final game of the week, Sunday at 5 p.m. We have the Lions taking on the Riders. This one is going to be a typical Lions-Riders game. And it's probably going to be like 10 to 7. It's going to be close, I think. Or it's going to be such a blowout, there'll be riots in the stands. Do you remember that year um, they were throwing um, bottles and stuff at the Lions players on the Lions bench that year? It's in Ryder It's why uh, um, any CFL team now has to open the can and pour it into a uh, thing for no, you. No, they, they still let me have a can at um, McMahon. Do they? They open it. They open it, but they let me have the can. But, okay, they, that's why they have to open it now. Because I yeah. feel like before you were able to, because they were pelting players. Yeah, because they walked in the middle of the fields because... Um, the whole line fence had to move to the, move to center field because they were being freaking bombarded. It was insanity. I remember it vividly. It was a blowout as well, folks. Um, so I, I, it could go either way. Obviously, I'm taking the Lions. Um, so yeah. I'm taking the Elks, Bombers, Elouettes, Lions. That is all away teams I'm taking this week. It's it's risky, and I might make a four game parlay out of this one. On is it really that? Is it really that risky though? Like looking at the at the decisions you've made, is it really that? No, it's not. I'm just saying. Right? Like, but usually home teams have a bit of an advantage. None of these home teams have an advantage, except the only team that could hurt me is the Tie Cats. And I want to find out if there's a way that I can box that game where I can say doesn't matter who wins, but I, I I'll now pay extra and still parlay I, that. I'm sure you can. So t- I'll not- take I'll take the Elks, I'll take the Ticats, I'll take the Bombers, I'll take the Alouettes, and I'll take the Lions and put ten bucks on it. Yeah, that that's the way you do that. Rather than take yeah. rather than parlaying all four, just par- parlay three. No, no, I'll I'll take the Elks, I'll take the Tiger Cats, I'll take Winnipeg, I'll take Alouettes, and I'll take the Lions. So I'll bet five teams to win. Oh, it- okay. Hmm. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. We have to get a betting expert in to see if I'm allowed to do that. 
We tried to do I, that, but Mr. Kellner let us down. Sorry, did. Kelly. I threw you under the bus. He did. He did. Um, I don't think you can box that. You can, I mean, you could parlay all of them. You can't take all of them to win. Because as soon as you're, so the way your parlay works, as soon as one team loses, so as soon as one of your games lose, you lose that entire parlay. Well, that's so you, why, that's why I'm you, like, I want to take both of those teams and make it a five team parlay. I don't think you can. I'm sure yeah. there's a way to do it. Cause you'd have to, you'd have to box score it. So there's my app right now, the, Alberta plays stop their sports betting for like two a week. Oh, did they play now? Um, Alberta or Alberta plays or play Alberta play Alberta is what it's called has stopped it because they're updating everything and they're making it better. But I oh, had really? like, I put a bet on the Lions to win the Grey cup. They had to refund me my money at the odds I got. Oh, because, no way. Oh, I because, thought you were going to win that one. Because they, um, their entire system's changing and they can't have existing bets on their, on their existing system. That's bizarre. It's Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. Um, so I'm on my app. You're on your app. So if I go here and I go to football... And I go to CFL games and they give me, um, oh, why can't you just give me the, what I asked for? Come on, sports interaction. I said CFL games. Oh, because I'm on live betting for some reason. That's weird. I'm not on live betting. Oh, he's doing some weird things. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to do something. Oh, there we go. Okay. So... This is weird. This is just CFL futures. I don't want the futures. I just want CFL. They might not have, you, you need the pre-match betting. They don't have it up yet. Isn't that weird? No, they might not. They might not. Really? Because there's no because there's no confirmed starters or anything. It's hard. It's not always. I guess so. It's only Monday, easy. eh? Yeah. Um, I'll have to go back and look. I'll report next week, folks. Let me see if my website here has it. CFL. What were you wanting to know? The spread? No, I was going to see if I could bet both teams to win. Oh, no, you cannot. You, can, it's, it's, you can't. However, what I was doing while you were rambling off like a maniac, while you were rambling off like a maniac, I did a thing. What did you do? Should we make it a shirt? <laughs> Twin gods. And folks, with that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Please do remember, like, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, leave a review. Have yourself a wonderful night. Bye.